Now that's what I am talking about. The Baltimore Ravens advance to the AFC Championship game. They crush the Houston Texans by the final score of a lot to a little. Honestly, that's what it was, especially in the second half. We talk about the Ravens moving on, what it means to the city, and everything involved with this team coming up next here on this live instant reaction party edition of Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Allstriker of Ravens Wire, coming to you from the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day as always thanks so much for being here making locked on ravens your first listen each and every single day free and available all podcasting platforms including in video form on youtube right here and audio form right here wherever you get your shows five days a week plus bonus content like wonderful instant reaction episodes like these if you can't tell i'm a, I'm a little happy right now a little fired up and locked in as we have seen the baltimore ravens advance to their first afc championship game since the 2012-2013 season. Now, the Ravens had us in the first half, right? You know, had us in the first half, not going to lie. But Baltimore just dominates Houston in the second half. And I said it was a lot too little. I kind of messed up the intro a little bit. But that's just how fired up I am. 34-10, to 10, final score here for this Baltimore Ravens team. They, just, they took it to Houston in the second half. Really appreciate everybody being here with me today on this Saturday night. I'm sure everybody's out celebrating. So if you're here with me live in the chat, Really appreciate that on YouTube, but if you're not, it will be available as all of our live shows are after the fact, both in video form and audio form. Today's episode of Locked on Ravens, or I guess tonight's episode of Locked on Ravens is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash Locked on NFL. Use code lowercase Locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, five-day-a-week Ravens content here, analysis, updates, news, and everything relating to what is now a one-win-away team from being the AFC champions. This is what we've looked forward to here in Baltimore for so, so long. I mean, seriously, this is this is the type of thing where you want to get over the hump if you're the Ravens. The playoff ghosts have kind of been there for you over the last, you know, however many years you want to go back since 2012, 2013. And this is exactly what you play the games for. Was there a little rust in the first half? Yes, there absolutely was. It was 10-10 to 10 tied up at the half. Lamar Jackson set his touch, right, not being in the, I guess, full game atmosphere for a week. He, he definitely said that, said that in his post-game interview and some of the comments he's had. But honestly, at this point, they, they got the job done. And it wasn't like it was a close game or they really needed to, you know, squeak it out. They had some struggles early, but that was them shaking off the rust. And now that this is kind of out of the way, I think we can kind of say goodnight to the 2019 Ravens, kind of put that aside in history as a chapter that's officially closed. Lamar Jackson moves to two and three in playoff games. And to me, it's it's really exciting. We have Felix in the chat. What a game. Jonathan, Texas never even gotten the red zone. That's got to be a playoff record. What is love with a bunch of comments here saying zero touchdowns, zero points in the second half. I mean, a thousand percent. So we'll see here. David Garcia, my man in the chat as well. Clifton saying, thanks for changing your background. This, this has been my background, Clifton, for uh, since July now, but we didn't, we didn't have the beach theme. Now we have some fish and some beach theme in there. 
as well. David, I appreciate you. Joey saying, how about them Ravens? Ravens 76 be more saying salute KO. Appreciate you being in here, Ravens 76 be more. But let's talk about just what this means to the city of Baltimore, right? Because we'll get into the game, obviously, and, and kind of what happened. But I really want to focus in on just how special this team is and how special this moment is. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I'm laughing about it. The, the whole city of Baltimore, just you could feel the energy all day. The whole week leading up to this game was kind of a nervous, exciting energy. And I talked about it on the pregame show a little bit. So it's this whole thing of Baltimore being a city that, that deserves something like this. They deserve to have this. First time in franchise history. I see Josh in here, 53 years, first time. I mean, just incredible that absolutely – I think this is the team that I want it to happen with too. 2019, yes, obviously that was one as well. But Baltimore just has so much right now going for them. And this was that hump. And I talked about it where I think a lot of the nervous and excitement of this game came from, well, look what happened in 2019. Look at the ghosts of playoff pass that really haven't been able to, they haven't been able to get those skeletons out of the closet. And now that they have gotten past the first game, now that the rust, you know, the, the quote unquote rust, right? If there was a game to have rust, it was this one. And, and Troy, Troy Aikman, Joe Buck talked about it a lot on the on the broadcast. It was, well, there was always going to be rust in this game in, in some way, shape, or form. But now you're over that hump. And if there was a game to have rust, it was this one. I don't think you're going to come out slow if you're the Ravens next week. I don't think you're going to come out slow in a Super Bowl, right? And a big point here from Ryan. So many pre-stat penalties for the Texans that helped us a lot. I think how many – were there seven – seven or eight pre-snap penalties for the Texans in that game. There were all these questions about how the, the stadium wasn't sold out. The fans weren't going to be loud. There were, you know, all these things, questions leading into the game. And look what happened. I mean, that was probably the most deafening M&T Bank Stadium has been, and I don't even know how long the atmosphere was electric. And to me, it's it's just, it's a full circle moment, right? The city loves their team, and the Ravens love the city. And you could sense that energy all the way through, especially with the mindset that Lamar has. And that's him being locked in. Roquan Smith giving the team and, and hyping them up, right? This is exactly what you wanted to see. And to me, it honestly gave me, and I see Eli saying, Kev will be honest, I was sweating in half, but they smothered them after the half. It honestly makes me feel better. I don't know if it's just me. It makes me feel better that the Ravens went through that. Now, it didn't feel good in the moment, right? You know, Steven Sims, he returns the touchdown. Honestly, something like that can't happen. But it makes me feel better that Baltimore got punched in the mouth like that a little bit by Houston, especially the way that first half ended with the Texans blitzing a ton, Lamar and the Ravens offense not having an answer. And the Ravens go into half. Lamar said after the game, he said, some of the stuff I said in there is not appropriate to repeat, and I do not blame him one bit. But they got punched in the mouth. And what didn't they do in 2019 when they got punched in the mouth? They didn't respond. What did they do this time? They responded. The in-game in adjustments, halftime adjustments from Todd Munkin, from Mike McDonald have been all point on point all season long. And this is just another feather in the cap for both of those guys. There were some questionable decisions on offense for Todd Munkin and some of the play calling, I would say, early, right? But look, it's a, it's a full 60-minute game. We can judge somebody on 30 minutes, but – at this point, you really have to give credit to Todd Munkin and what he was able to do over the full 60 minutes of this game. Second half was just dominant. I mean, look at the splits here. The Ravens put up 17 points in the fourth quarter to break this game open, and that was really where it was. Texans have no points in the entire second half, as I, as I talked about from a comment earlier, and it just makes it all the more impressive. And this Ravens team deserves to be 
in the AFC championship deserves to be there. This is the best team in the NFL. And they showed that, you know what? We can blow a team out, but we can get punched in the mouth and then respond and blow a team out. And the Texans are a young team, right? They had experience of winning the playoff game against Cleveland and going through an NFL season. Whoever comes into Baltimore next week, whether it's Passion Mahomes with the two Super Bowls or Josh Allen, who, of course, has not made the Super Bowl, it's going to be a much more experienced team. But at this point, I don't care. Like, I don't care who it is, right? Like, to me, I've kind of soft launched it. If you've been listening to me every day for the past, how I've been saying it for about two and a half months now, it just feels like it's the Ravens year. It just feels like it is. And again, when I say this, I'm not guaranteeing they win the Super Bowl. I'm not trying to jinx anything when I say this, but it just feels like the vibes are there. The city is behind the team. I just feel it. I feel like it's their year and they're so head and shoulders above everybody else that again, it'd be a massive disappointment if they didn't win as well. So we'll kind of see what happens and I'll kind of figure it out what ends up going on. But at the end of the day, Baltimore earned this and deserved it. And I'm really excited to see what they have in store coming up. Coming up in the second part of the show, we'll continue celebrating here on Locked On Ravens. Really exciting. Get into your comments in the chat and also talking a little bit about how Baltimore absolutely destroyed the Houston Texans. So be sure to stay tuned for that. A bunch to get to on this episode of Locked On Ravens. Do not go anywhere. First, this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. And passion, drive, and patience, what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhausts, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Go to eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. All the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into an MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die live at ebaymotors.com. Also, items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. In the NFL regular season, it's all wrapped up. We're very far into the playoffs now, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets. Guaranteed when they place a $5 bet, it's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live, same game, parlays. You can find bets in the sports app. You can make parlays in the parlay. Have the best way to find popular parlays. So much. I was I was hyping it up all week. The Isaiah likely anytime touchdown, maybe you combine those two into a parlay over on FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. We're back. Our second segment, Locked On Ravens, as the Ravens advance to the AFC Championship game. Kevin Ostriker still talking with you here, still celebrating this Ravens win. I mean, just what what a time for the city of Baltimore. You can you can sense the electricity in the city here, and I, I'm fired up. I am I'm so excited. I'm so fired up for this thing. First time since 2012 2013, Baltimore has made it back to the AFC Championship game. It just it feels right. It, it really does. And the way that this game went, I think, kind of embodies and symbolizes what this Ravens team has gone through over the course of the past what or I've seen really ever since Lamar came into the league or and all the, all the narratives of, Oh, he's, he's a that's going for in the playoffs. And we're going to talk about the playoff record all the time. And he only throws for 175 passing yards, like all this crazy stuff. But here we are, you look at the box score here, Lamar goes 16 of 22 
and it's 152 yards passing. And how many points did the Ravens win by? The Ravens win by 24 points with Lamar Jackson throwing for 152 passing yards. And some people will look at that and some people will go, oh, well, you know, Lamar's not that impactful if he can't throw for all those passing yards. You know, he should be throwing for 300 a game. It does not matter. It honestly, to me, speaks to the player Lamar Jackson is going 16 to 22 for 152 passing yards and two two passing touchdowns, by the way. He also had two on the ground. Four total touchdowns for almost a Jackson five in total touchdowns for Lamar. But for the Ravens, this is a, it's a generational talent that we're enjoying here. And you saw some of the plays Lamar had in the second half, the electricity Lamar had in the second half. And to me, it was really, really important for the Ravens to kind of get that from him, where it wasn't working some in the first half, the blitzes weren't working, but they ended up responding in a really, really big way. Ryan saying, can we talk about John's dance moves? What a guy, what a coach John Harbaugh is. The shift he has had, craziness. Stefan saying Mike McDonald and Todd Munkin solidified themselves as top coordinators and head coaching candidates with those adjustments. 100, 100% agree. Kobe saying, had Kyle held onto that ball, our defense would have allowed zero points for the game. Actual monsters. Yeah, thousand percent. Cam didn't have to remind me this time. Cam, I know who you are. Saying Mark Andrews and Marlin coming back next week. One thousand percent. John saying Greg Roman didn't make those kind of adjustments. One of the things we talk about here on Lockdown Ravens. One thousand percent. There. Clifton saying Kevin does defense win games or championships? Both games and championships. But the saying is defense wins championships, right? Offense wins games. Defense wins championships. Eli said, when we have Eminem back next week, oh, I like that, Eminem. Eminem back, Marlon and Mark next week, going to be dangerous. LJ saying, Andrews unlikely will dunk on the Bills or Chiefs linebackers. Yeah, I definitely do agree with that. Wadislaw saying he prefers the Bills since they're more injured. We lost them in the playoffs before, but shouldn't be worried about anyone. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I found the Ravens, and I've said this, right? You're not scared of anybody. If you're the Ravens, you're not scared, right? Terry saying so true or year Matt uh, Mata monster saying I haven't felt more confident in this team in my life. I it, it's there for me. 1000% the confidence is there. And I tweeted out at halftime, you know, cause it, it was rough at the end of that first half, right? It was not great football for the Ravens. I said, what's your panic meter? Now, a lot of people said eight, nine, nine and a half, ten, 10, right? All that crazy stuff. And, and I don't, I wouldn't, I don't blame you if that's where you were on the panic meter. I was kind of like a three or three and a half, maybe four. It was not great, but it's just such a different team this year. It is such a different team this year. And Kobe saying he wants the Bills for the sole reason we owe them that get back for 2020. Hey, I, I think for me, the Bills are probably the matchup. We'll talk about that more. We'll actually be back here tomorrow. We'll do another bonus episode, 6 a.m. We're going to be talking about if we prefer the Bills or the Chiefs. So stay tuned for that. Felix saying, how about Cook? He, he did good. Can't wait for him to play more. Yeah, just kind of getting acclimated. And you kind of, you had Gus play well. I thought Justice had really nice runs throughout the game. Looking at Baltimore's run stats here, Lamar had 11 for 100. Average 9.1 yards per carry, by the way. Another great game from him, both as a thrower and as a runner. Justice had 13 for 66. Gus 10 for 40. And Dalvin 8 for 23. But we have to remember, a lot of these carries came in garbage time. Well, not, okay, not, not a lot of them, but... A lot of them did where the Texans were sending nine or 10 guys on, you know, just sending them up the middle because they knew what Baltimore was doing. They knew that. So I'll give, even though they averaged 5.5 yards per carry as a team, including Lamar, I think the run game did. And this is a team, again, the, the whole conversation with Todd Munkin was, oh, well, the Ravens are going to throw the ball 50 times a game with Todd Munkin and they're going to abandon the run game. This whole thing was keeping the run, the run concepts Greg Roman gave you. 
and then adding in Todd Munkin's creativity in the passing game. This is still a run for his football team with more creativity in the passing game and more confidence in Lamar in that aspect when they should have had that before. And to me, it's just all coming together at this point. Receiving-wise, not a huge game from anybody. Zay Flowers, 4 for 41. Rashad Bateman, 3 for 39. Isaiah Likely and Nelson Aguilar both had touchdowns and two passing touchdowns from Lamar. Odell, 1 for 12. Justice, 2 for 11. Charlie Kohler, 1 for 4. And Gus Edwards, 1 for negative 1. Spreading the ball out. Zay had five targets. Then you had a couple guys with three. Nelson had four. I like when Lamar spreads the ball out. I think it just keeps defenses on their toes. And I think we saw that where... This this was I I felt it before if we're being honest, but this felt like the first game in a little while, where to me it was almost like a pick your poison thing, and it had been that way since the bye. But what are we kind of looking at back in 2019 or, or the 2020 Bills game or you know 2022 when Lamar didn't play and it was Tyler Huntley? There was no pick your poison. It was when Hollywood was there, it was stop Hollywood or stop Mark Andrews. 2022, there was no essentially nobody there who a team had to fear in the playoffs. You have five or six guys, and when Mark Andrews comes back, it's even more. You have to fear as a defense, plus the threat of Lamar Jackson running. So you can spy him if you want to, like Houston did, and then Lamar can carve you up a little bit with his arm. Or you can drop the spy back, and Lamar can run up the middle for 24 yards. It's just, it's such a pick-your-poison offense now, and it absolutely feels so, so good. So I'm really excited for it. Terry says, we had a great adjustment at halftime. 100% agree with you there, Terry. John saying, Lamar had the eye of the tiger in the second half. Was he yelling at Stanley that time? Yeah, he and Ron, I think there was some miscommunication. I don't know. I'll try to peruse through social media right now to see if he was asked about that. But I think he was yelling at Ronnie Stanley. And they had just, you know, competitive nature. Not like he was mad or, or you know, making that whole thing happen. But it was that community. We've seen that leadership from Lamar before too, right? I'm, I'm really excited for it to for him to keep developing as a leader because we've seen him grow so much. And I think there's even more to him as a leader, but I'm so impressed with him. Eli saying O-line needs to be better moving forward. I thought they shored up in the second half, but we did see on some of those plays at the end. So what happened? And I, I wish I could pull up the film of it right now. At the end of the first half, what you saw was John Grenard in particular on one. I'll highlight one play. John Grenard won really early on Morgan Moses by getting the edge on him. And when he got the edge, he essentially ran not behind Lamar, but he forced up into the field and Morgan had to go follow him and got in Lamar's way. What that did is Lamar had to then move up in the pocket because Grenard had the behind angle on him. And that pushed him into guys like Sheldon Rankins and Will Anderson. So when a defender gets the edge like that and they beat a tackle off the line like that, it and Lamar's really good, you know, stepping up in the pocket and being forced up and just making something happen. But the Texans did a good job of forcing Lamar up and then converging on him with the other guys at the end of the first half. But I did think the offensive line played a little bit better as well. Uh, Stefan saying he's still worried about the offense a little bit, lack of wide receiver separation, got to be more active in the pass game. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens won by 24. I hear you, Stefan. The Ravens won by 24, and Lamar only had to do all, you know, he, he kind of carried the game in the second half when you think about it. But winning earlier, and it's part of how Houston played defense. Again, picking your poison, but, you know, winning one-on-one -on -one if you're Zay Flowers a little bit faster. Derek Stingley's heck of a corner, and the game plan for Houston was to stick Derek Stingley on Zay Flowers unless he was in the slot. Broadcast highlighted that really well. But guys like Odell, and I think Rashad Bateman is winning. Lamar's just whether it's him getting pressure. I think when Bateman was winning, Lamar was getting pressured. And we saw him step up with a couple of big plays there as well. And yeah, what is love saying? Uh, he got really mad once because someone didn't run block for him. 
Ryan saying Lamar was intensely yelling at everyone and holding them accountable, and I don't blame him. And again, I know these chats from a couple minutes ago. I'm trying to catch up. We got so many in here, which is awesome. Awesome, 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 by the way. So we're going to be talking about this game still. We're going to round, round out the box score quickly here before heading into our final part of the show. Defensively, we got to talk about the defense. Roquan and Patrick Queen, stop me if you heard this before, led the team in tackles, seven for Roquan, five for Patrick Queen. Arthur Millette had four. Well, Millie Harrison also had five. Then you have Kyle Hamilton, just might have beat Gabe Brandon Stevens with three. Some of the team stats that I'm really interested to read off here is it, we heard Texans are not making in the red zone the entire game. And Baltimore went four for five in the red zone. That's where the game was won and lost. The Ravens kept Houston out of the red zone the entirety of the game. I mean, the Houston offense scored three points, scored three points the entire game. That's what it, I mean, it's, it's that dominant of a defensive performance. Houston had 10 first downs. Now, both teams were not good on third down. They went four of 12. Both of them did. But Baltimore had over 130 total more yards or 130 more total yards than the Ravens or than the Texans did, excuse me. And then Baltimore was efficient and they controlled the clock. 37-35 in time of possession for the Ravens as opposed to 22-25 for the Texans. And this was on the ground, right? The ground was really where Baltimore, the Ravens had almost 200 more rushing yards than the Texans did. 229 compared to 38. Unbelievable. The, the Ravens run defense, which there have been some games where there was some there was some weakness in that run defense. Guys like Travis Jones and Broderick Washington and Justin Matabike, Michael Pierce, those big guys up front, Jadavian Clowney, who we know is a great run defender. He made plays. Roquan and Patrick Queen. This was an aggressive defense, and that's what it's been all season. But they were aggressive getting to the football, gang tackling. And when I look, one thing, one of the plays that stood out to me very quickly here is that kind of they did like a double reverse screen to uh, who was Xavier Hutchinson, I think it was. And Geno Stone literally wrapped up Xavier Hutchinson's ankle and just held him there until his teammates could get there. That's team defense. That is team defense where, you know, you don't want to try to be flashy and try to rewrap and make the play. Just hold the guy there till, you'll, till, till your teammates get there. That's exactly what you should do. This is a defense that is clicking on all cylinders right now, coaches, players, and we saw the offense catch their stride in the second half as well. we'll continue celebrating here on Locked on Ravens coming up. In the final part of the show, we'll be talking about some AFC championship predictions in terms of who the Ravens could play next, which also will be our bonus episode tomorrow. And also continuing to celebrate in the chat. Stay tuned. Still a lot to get to on this episode of Locked on Ravens on a Saturday night live here on YouTube. First, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. And if you're looking for daily fantasy sports, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks are the most fun. So many of having up to 25 times the money this football season. All I have to do is select two or more players with more or less than their projected stats and place your entry. The basketball season here, I'm a big Denver Nuggets guy. So, you know, I'm a Nicole Jokic, all those. But you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league. The league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. So, for example, maybe you want to pick Nicole Jokic and LeBron James in a 10.5 combo. You can throw Travis Kelsey in there. Ten and a half count where three pointers made plus receptions. You don't want to play along some of the prize picks favorite players like Rafa Meat Milling Comedian and Andrew Schultz. You cannot find the community plays under the promos tab of the app. And there's a lot of exciting things on prize picks as well, such as 
the biggest names in the prize fix community each week. Plus, prize fix even offers a reboot policy so your players and entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. Football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize fix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizefix.com slash NFL. Use code to lowercase locker NFL for a first boss match up to $100. And this prizefix.com slash NFL. Use code locker NFL for a first boss match up to $100. Prize fix daily fantasy sports made easy. We are back. Locked on Ravens. Kevin Ostreicher talking with you after the Ravens win in the divisional round over the Houston Texans, 34 to 10. Thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Whether you're here live on YouTube, if you're watching after the fact in video form or listening after the fact in audio form, the support's been so awesome. Last time I checked here right before the show, we're almost 40 subscribers away from 6,000. It's been such a, such a journey, such an amazing journey, both in video form and audio form. I appreciate everybody who listens in audio form and everybody who watches in video form this show here. We do five days a week Ravens content Monday through Friday. been doing a show every single day, every single weekday, at least since 2019, since August of 2019, I've been doing a, a show every single day. I've not missed one. And it's, it's been a joy to do it. It's been, and for moments like these, right. For moments like these, where you can come on here and kind of, guide and educate in anything you want. Just talk about this team doing so, so well. So thank you so much for the support. Be sure to subscribe in video form or audio form. It's the same show. So if you want to watch one day, listen another day, you can do either. And again, tomorrow we'll be right back here Sunday, a bonus episode talking about the Bills and the Chiefs, which teams the Ravens would want to play. And if it really even matters, which team they end up playing. So thanks so much for, again, the support here. Let's keep looking through the chat. I might miss a few here. We have so many comments. I apologize. If I do, Ryan asks, what's our Achilles heel? I think if just beating themselves, making mistakes and beating themselves, they are such a strong team. There are so little, they have weaknesses. You know, some of the pass protection can be spotty here or there. We, we did see a team effectively blitz Lamar Jackson. So we'll see what ends up happening. But I do think it's just them beating themselves. Like if they beat themselves, that to me is the big Achilles heel. The Ravens are the best team in the NFL right now. I think that they have been for a while, but I'll see what it, what will end up happening. And if San Francisco loses, and again, I'm not really keeping up with that game right now. I'm going to, I think it's what, three nothing. I, I can't look at the score exactly right now. Three nothing. Yeah, three nothing Green Bay. So if San Francisco loses, I, I'm not going to say it's a, it's a cakewalk for the Baltimore Ravens to win the Super Bowl, but their path does get a lot easier there as well. So we'll see what happens with this Ravens team. Uh, Cam saying, what happened to OBJ? Didn't see him out there much. I just, game flow. I just think it was game flow. He had a catch, but again, the Ravens don't need Odell to be this guy who's a 10 catch guy for 100 yards. I just think it's game flow, and he can contribute a catch or two here, and the Ravens win the game. That's great, and I think that's totally fine. And yeah, uh, what is love in response to Cam said, got one catch, hung a chain on Lamar at the end. That's That's all we really need. If that happens every game, he can sign me up 10,000%. Terry's saying hit the like button. Great content. I appreciate that, Terry. The like button on YouTube helps out a ton. It helps spread this out to more Ravens fans or NFL fans. We had a lot of Houston Texans fans in here this week on Locked on Ravens in my comments. And, again, I have a lot of respect for Houston. A lot of respect for what the Texans did this season. They're going to be a team to deal with for a while now. You know, when they get their pieces and CJ gets more experience, they're going to be a team. And I have a lot of respect for them. But – it, they, they almost remind me of the 2019 Ravens. They have to go through a little adversity first before they kind of get to where they need to go. And that's what it is. Oh, I see Robot Wrestler saying Johnny in the chat. Look at that. Johnny. Yes, yes, yes. 
the, the, the war cry of Baltimore Ravens fans. Yamil, who I know is tuning in from Puerto Rico. Yamil, I appreciate you tuning in all the way out there. It means a lot to me. And it, it's really cool. You know, it, it, where are you tuning in from? Where, where are you tuning in from here on Locked on Ravens tonight? I, I think that's really cool, too. I know Yamil's been good about saying he's he's tuning in over there from Puerto Rico. But uh, I, I do think that for what the Ravens have, this is a team that I don't really see who who else beats them at this point, right? Like, I think that Kansas City has the experience. Buffalo just doesn't scare me as much as other teams because I, they should have blown out Pittsburgh, and they didn't. So I don't really know what's going on. But with Baltimore, they're a team that with the, I guess, lack of weaknesses they have, with how they performed in this game, this was the game that, again, I needed to kind of see from them. Can they get over the hump of the divisional round and just making progress? I still think, you know, the Super Bowl is what I want from them. I think a lot of people want that because anything that anything else you get from that, you're not really – you're not respecting what this team has done if you are the Ravens. So I'm really excited. Brian saying Lamar looks so composed and ready. He, he did. He's been He's looked that way all season. He's looked locked in, locked in, and I really think – we saw that, especially in the second half. He knew that the game, you know, Texans came back and they were making their run. Lamar knew he had to kind of put on the throat, right? Put on the gas and kind of go. And he absolutely did that. Joey's saying, is it too late to shout out the D? They definitely stepped up late in the second half. We need to see more of that. Yeah, 1,000%. D was amazing here as well. I see Kevin, what's the fish's name? We have Edgar Allen and Poe in there. So we uh, did some some Ravens names in there for the fish there from Timothy. Uh, Waters love saying keep McDonald. I hope so. Jonathan saying Arthur's blitz is super effective this season. Yeah, Arthur Millette's been awesome. Nelson Aguilar, Arthur Millette, Ronald Darby, those guys have all been incredible. All been really, really good this season. And to me, these are the underrated signings that again they go under the radar. Like when you look at the Ravens signings, who do you think of? You think of the big money Marcus Williams, and you think of you know Odell and that big money contract, but. It's these under-the-radar players that have made such a big jump and resurrected the careers of all these guys. So I'm really excited to see how they continue to perform, and hopefully these guys will be back in Baltimore next year as well. Robot saying, Kevin, don't trim your beer for the rest of the playoffs. Let it grow. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I, you know, for the first, you know, really ever since November is when I started growing this thing out here. I did the no-shave November thing, and I, I cut it after November. And then I haven't shaved since because I got superstitious. I'm a very superstitious person, by the way. And so I got superstitious and I've been saying, oh, you know, I want to kind of trim it up and, you know, but I haven't touched it and the Ravens keep winning. So I'm not going to touch it until hopefully they win the Super Bowl. So you read my mind there, Robot Wrestler. Uh, Clifton, well done on the post game live, Kev. I appreciate you, Clifton. Ben saying, watch the narrative. It was the defense, not Lamar. I, we're going to probably see some of it. Ben and it's terrible. It's horrible that it probably come to that, but yeah, it, it is what it is. John saying appreciate you on a Saturday night and robot wrestler saying, get that ad money. Appreciate you both for that. Uh, let's see when Stroud escaped the pocket, he always went right and got the, yeah, Stroud was incredible on the run. Stroud was really, really good on the run, not setting his feet, kind of floating the ball up there. Dalton Schultz had a couple of drops. He had a couple of drops in the Cleveland game too. And he and Patrick queen were getting a little beefy in there. They, they had some beef. And I see, all right, we, we got a lot of chats in here. Uh, I'm just catching up to them now about where people are from. We got uh, West Palm Beach, Florida, Augusta, Georgia. Appreciate you guys checking in from there. Really cool to see where everybody's tuning in from as well. Yeah, why does love saying the Ravens are super versatile? We can beat anyone. I agree. I 1,000% agree. <laughs> e- e- 
you know, next saying, Kevin, don't touch the beer for the next 10 years, <laughs> 10 years, 10 years of Ravens Super Bowls. I will trade that. I will, I will have the beard go down to my toes. If, uh, if that means the Ravens will win 10 straight Super Bowls. So <laughs> we'll see what, we'll see what ends up happening. Well, if the Ravens lose, I'll shave it. But if they win the Super Bowl, I might not have to touch it until they, they lose again, which could be many, many months. Chubby saying uh, the Bills knocked us out a couple years ago. I'm okay with the Chiefs as well. You have to beat the champs to be the champs. And let's let's kind of parlay that into the conversation about who we'd rather face. And again, we will talk about this. Another plug. We'll talk about this tomorrow on our bonus episode. I'll also have again, of course, we do Monday through Friday, so we'll have that. Also, the Ryan Ripkin show. I'm now a part of that. We're building something great over there too with Ryan Ripkin and Rocco DeSangro, who joins us here. You know, Zach Bollinger. Brad is what all, all we have a, a bunch of people in there and we're building something great. So building stuff over here, building stuff over there. So if you want more content, be sure to check all that out. But to me, I feel like the chiefs, their defense is better than Buffalo's. And that's kind of weird to say, because when you think about the chiefs, it's the high flying offense and Patrick Mahomes and figuring out, you know, Oh, well, which weapons are you going to stop? But Kansas city right now, it's really Rasheed Rice. And then Travis Kelsey kind of fell off a cliff a little bit. He hasn't really been the same player. And then, I mean, who who else? Who else is on that? Marcus Valdez-Scantling hasn't really been good. I mean, Kadarius Tony's been a train wreck. With Buffalo, you have Stephon Diggs. But, other than, I mean, Kincaid's been pretty good for him. Gabe Davis, he might not even play. He's kind of been hit or miss. But to me, I think that Pacheco is another guy you have to watch out for on Kansas City. But then other than that, I think that Josh Allen's just more mistake prone. And I see Wadislav saying Mahomes will always make plays. I mean, yeah, I think Mahomes will always have those one or two Mahomes he plays, but we know that Josh Allen is more of a threat with his legs than Patrick Mahomes is with his. And not that Mahomes can't make plays with his legs, but Josh Allen, physical guy, can can bowl through you. Mahomes, he's not he doesn't have the build and the frame that Josh Allen has. So I mean, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me. I think that either team that they play, they're gonna beat. Uh, the Ravens have done, again, I've said it all week, and I've sa- really said it over the past month, the Ravens have done nothing for me to go and pick against them. They've done uh, they, they've done nothing for me to say, well, I'm not so sure about this. I'm not so sure about – they really struggled here. They've responded. They've been punched in the mouth, and they responded as well. To me, it just feels like this is the team of destiny, and it's not going to be the team of destiny until they win it. They have to still win the thing, but it just feels really, really good right now. Uh, Ryan's saying, how do the Ravens get Clowney or Darby always go under the radar and then turn out even Kyle Van Noy, right? A guy who was on his couch until what week three, week four, he comes in and he made a huge third down stop early in the game. So Eric DeCosta finding gems left and right. I see Brandon checking in. Let's go Ravens. Appreciate you tuning in, Brandon. Uh, Kato saying chiefs are good, but Lamar can dethrone him. Yeah. I mean, I think the Ravens can beat the chiefs defense is better in Kansas city than it is in Buffalo, but wouldn't matter to me because of just how how poor the Ravens or the Chiefs offense, excuse me, has looked at times this season. John saying Lamar wants that ring so bad they got to get a Super Bowl out of me. One thousand percent, John. I think again, this is what you this is what you do this for. It's what you root for sports for for moments like these to see the city united as one. I, to me, I think that Baltimore deserves this. Baltimore has earned this. To me. It's such a sports city. You see the Ravens, you see the Orioles, and how electric the city was for the Orioles this season when they were doing their thing. And obviously, the playoffs didn't come to a didn't come to a great end for them. It was a disappointing playoffs, but to kind of see how 
the city rallied around them and they always have rallied around the Orioles and, you know, even through all the, all the bad years and there have been plenty of bad years recently, but now we see this Ravens team that has struggled in the playoffs a little bit over the past five or so years. And the city just all day, all you can think about is when is 4.30 coming? When is 4.30? I know I was waiting on, we did the pregame show on Ryan Rick on the Ryan Rickman show. And all I was thinking about is when is, when is 4.30? When is 4.30? And the bank was loud, incredible atmosphere. This whole city's thinking about this whole state, honestly, probably is thinking about the Ravens right now, maybe outside of those commanders fans. But uh, it, it's been really exciting to kind of see this Ravens team take shape over these past couple of couple of months as the season has gone on and they have shaped themselves into the best team in the NFL who absolutely dismantled a, a worthy opponent, in my opinion, in the Houston Texans. That'll, that's what I'll end with here. And what I've said all season, whenever they have dismantled the uh, any opponent this good. Just because the Ravens did this to the Texans does not mean the Texans were not a good football team. Just because the Ravens beat the Lions and beat the Seahawks and beat the 49ers and beat the Dolphins like they did does not mean that those teams were not good teams. It means the Ravens were that much better than those good teams, and it's, it's a barometer for how good this team is. Matthew saying, Bills or Chiefs, who would you rather play? I'm picking the Bills. I'd rather play the Bills over the Chiefs, but neither of them scare me. And it's not that's not a like I, it's not like I don't respect them or don't think they can win a game against them if things go right. But if I'm the Ravens, nobody scares me at this point as well. Uh, Gut saying, when is Humphrey coming back? Hopefully next week. Didn't practice all week, so he's going to have to get a couple of practices as well. Pra- practices, excuse me, before he comes back. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I would expect him back, but I'm not. I'm not a doctor. I would expect him back for the championship game, but we will. Uh, we'll see what happens there. John saying great football town. And Ryan giving me the update on the 49ers. Appreciate you, Ryan, for that. And Terry sending love from Atlanta. Keep up the great commentary. That's a, that's a good comment we'll end off with here, Terry. I appreciate your support, and I appreciate everybody's support. As we celebrate this, continue to enjoy the night. If you're going out, have a good time. Be safe out there. I know everybody's going to be watching, or at least some people are going to be watching that Bills and Chiefs game to see who the Ravens will play. We'll be back here tomorrow on Locked on Ravens, 6 a.m., talking about who we'd rather play, the Bills or the Chiefs. So more content coming out from me. Stay tuned for that. Be sure to like the video here. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. It really helps out a ton. It helps out the algorithm. It helps the show grow and puts it in front of more Ravens fans and NFL fans. Also, follow along in audio form as well. You follow along there and listen there. It helps the show go out on those platforms as well. Really appreciate the audio and video community, subtext, social media. Just hit 30,000 followers on Twitter. Really appreciate that as well. We're growing. We're doing really good things here on Lockdown Ravens and cannot appreciate any any anything else than just all the support I've gotten here. So really appreciate all that. Again, coming back tomorrow with more Locked on Ravens on another bonus episode. Stay tuned for that. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on Locked on Ravens.